0: Episode 77 of the Pilot. The Pilot podcast takes off now.
1: I'm Trevor Simino. I'm a 16 year old student pilot, and I am the founder and CEO of Chart It All, the home of all of the custom aeronautical chart products that you see all over social media and around air shows.
0: Aviation. Nation. Today's episode is brought to you by the Mentor Aviation app. Mentor Aviation is a social media platform where aviation enthusiasts can get into contact with professional pilots in a positive and constructive manner. One of my favorite ways to use the Mentor Aviation app is the breaking news. It sends you news on aviation, whether it's plane incidences or airline news. Thomas Cook went out of business and the first time I found out but that was through Mentor Aviation. So go ahead and check out Mentor Aviation app on Google Play Store and Apple App store today. It's free to download. What is going on, Aviation? Nation? Welcome back to episode number 77. I'm sorry about not getting an episode out last week. If you follow my Instagram, you will know that I was on vacation with my wife. We're over in Yosemite in California. and We went over to Napa, so I apologize. I thought I would have more time than I did, but you know, sometimes it's best to take a week off and enjoy vacation and enjoy hanging out with your wife. So that's what I did, but I am back. Today is an episode with Trevor Simino. As you heard in the introduction, he is 16 years old. He started his own company when he was 11 called Chart It All. Chart It All has kind of taken over. You've probably seen it all over Instagram. You've seen it everywhere. They put charts on anything. Check out our Instagram we are offering a giveaway with Chart It All, and I'm excited for that. But Ava nation, if you enjoyed today's episode, check us out on Instagram at Pilot The Pilot. You can email me any feedback pilot HQ at gmail.com and check out our website, www.pilotthepilothq.com. You can find links to our Patreon. You can find links to episodes. You can pretty much figure anything out there about what Pilot. Pilot the Pilot is all about. Aviation, I hope you enjoy today's episode. And without any further ado, here's Trevor simona Trevor, what is going on? Welcome to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's great to uh, be on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm excited to get this going. We met up at Oshkosh, uh, what, a month now almost? A month ago? Uh, it's been a month. It's crazy. Uh, I it mean, it's crazy
1: been a whirlwind since Oshkosh though.
0: (laughs) Uh, It has, yeah. It was was a crazy couple days over at Oshkosh. I was only there for a couple days, but there's so much to do and so much. So you always feel like you miss out on something when you're over there.
1: You do. I mean, it is truly, there aren't really words to describe it, I think. I mean, people ask me, you know, what's Oshkosh like? You know, all my friends are like, what is it? And it's like, "Ah, you know, you have to go. But there's the saying that You go to Oshkosh first for the airplanes and you come back for the people. And this is my second year at Oshkosh. And I can totally testify that that statement is 100% true. It's about the people. The planes are super cool too, but you just, it's awesome because you get to meet people from all over the country, all over the world. And it's just super fun. There's nothing quite like, there's nothing
0: but okay. it's pretty cool. It, it's great. And everyone should have the opportunity and should try to make a, make us make it there. It's just a great place to go, but cool, man. Oshkosh is great. Everyone knows that, but we want to know more about you. We want to know about <laughs> your story and what you have able been to accomplish at 16 years old, which is crazy. So go <laughs> ahead and talk about from the beginning, talk about, you yeah. know, which for you is probably like 10 years ago, but still, <laughs> right. Actually it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was, uh, what was the original inspiration for aviation?
1: Yeah. So I don't come from an aviation family. I kind of found it by, not really by accident, but uh, whenever we'd go on vacation with my family, my favorite part of the trip was the the flight there and the flight back. Um, I was fascinated by just airplanes and flying and everything about it. And, you know, I'd go up and like as like a seven or a six, seven year old kid up into the cockpit and just meet the pilots, talk to them. I was fascinated by everything about the airplane. So it's something that I really started to develop an interest for. And on my 10th birthday, my parents surprised me with a young Eagles flight and a Piper Cub, Piper J3 Cub. That was the first awesome. general aviation flight I ever went on. And it was amazing. I can very much say that it changed my life and it was really nonstop from there on out. So I go on this flight. It's amazing. I love every part about it. That that Christmas, um, Santa Claus brought me a flight simulator, a little a little home simulator. <laughs> that was nice of Santa. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. Um, <laughs> so I have my little home simulator. I started building, you know, just le- learning the super basics of how to fly. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Now, I, I was super serious with the simulator. You know, I wasn't going out flying f-16s doing crazy aerobatic stuff no i was like you know super serious about it doing private pilot maneuvers and i mean towards the end i start well, not towards the end but i eventually started doing ILS approaches all that kind of stuff would you do that um, sim would you include like atc audio and everything you know i never really figured out how to do that yeah. i i would do the audio that was in fsx i never really uh got into the online sim community i think i i probably would have had i continued with it i just didn't really uh never really got into that um so I get the simulator and I start to learn more about aviation. I go on a couple more Young Eagles flights and I very quickly learn that it is expensive. <laughs> and that <laughs> that isn't even a word that kind of that that's not even the best word for it. I mean no. it is it is ridiculous. It doesn't and make sense. It's just so it, expensive. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Something so awesome, so epic, so rewarding in so many levels um it's just so expensive. And like I said, I don't come from an aviation family. My my mom's a teacher. My dad's a photographer. So I needed to find a way to pay for flight training. You know, um, I had to come up with some form to come up with this money to pay for flight training. So at 11 years old, I had this idea to create custom aeronautical chart products. And I started this company called Chart It All. Uh, now what we do at Chart It All is just that. We create custom aeronautical chart products. So the shirts, socks, leggings, phone cases, coffee mugs, all sorts of stuff. Basically anything you can think of. So we you, you, you send us uh, your airport code or uh, your airspace coordinates, whatever you want really, and we create it for you. And that was kind of, that was my idea to pay for flight training. And for the first couple of years, uh, we, we debuted at Son of back in 2015. And then after that, it kind of remained a hobby. Um, it was something that I sold to friends who were pilots, yeah. um, you know, that kind of stuff. And then about two years ago, we sat down and we said, hey, you know what, this has got some real potential. Are we going to take this and run with it? Or are we just going to let it fade away? Well, we decided to go with the latter, and we took it, we ran with it, and it has been nonstop since then. We are in Sporty's pilot shop now, we've worked with EAA, AOPA, um, we've got some really new exciting stuff coming up too, and it's been just amazing to see, to watch it grow, uh, to watch the aviation community's response to it. Um, I'm very fortunate and very grateful to have met some amazing people and uh, gotten to work with some really amazing people uh because of it as well and it's just it's been awesome it's been really really amazing
0: do you know what i was doing when i was 11 years old i was like (laughs) playing like ncaa football that was a while ago you probably don't even know what that was because they don't make the game anymore
1: yeah i I can't say i'm
0: familiar with it (laughs) that's amazing Uh, that is crazy like i don't even understand is like, how did you even think about this? I, I mean, I didn't think about it. Obviously, maybe I'm just not very smart. But like, <laughs> what, what was? Why did you even think about chart at all? Putting sectionals on to, yeah. to all products you can possibly put sectionals on.
1: Yeah. So I was planning out a flight for my flight simulator when I was 11, and I, I had the chart, and I and I was planning it around. My mom actually walked by, and she noticed that that she just noticed the chart. She, it's very, you know, it's not hard to notice a sectional chart. Um, she found that it was very interesting and intriguing. So, um. We started talking and ideas started flowing. And then we took a Sharpie and uh, drew the outline of a shirt on the chart. So we ruined the chart, but it was well worth it because that's how charted all got, got started. So after that, I did a lot of research to find out what the best way to make this happen was, um, you know, in terms of production and manufacturing and then kind of going into the marketing and the, you know, that, that kind of aspect of it. Cause there's a whole lot that goes into starting something like this. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. So I did all that research and my parents, I I could not have done it without them truly. And I know that sounds stereotypical, but (laughs) it is the truth because they are the reason why I'm able to do what I do. And they have been beyond supportive and I couldn't have asked for better parents or anything more from them. They are amazing. So, talk about the research a little bit. Like, how did you yeah. figure
0: out like a company to choose? How did you figure right. out how to put it right. on? Like, the whole process of creating a company. And just, I mean, obviously, at 11 years old, it's crazy that you did that, but yeah. just how do you even go about
1: creating your own company to do this? So, I, I've always kind of been uh, really interested in businesses and how they work and you know like the logistics behind them so um even though at 11 years old it doesn't you know it kind of seems crazy to do something like this i really wanted to and i knew that it was gonna I, i i knew that it had some potential to quite possibly work so um i researched the best methods to do this kind of thing and i found the process called dye sublimation which is where the ink is actually embedded into the fabric fibers um, so that the shirts, they're not going to fade or wash out. Um, because of the designs and the sectionals, they're very complex. There's a lot going on, so you can't uh, really screen print or anything like that. So we came up, uh, we, we found Dye Sublimation. We uh, found um, a local Orlando company to work with. Uh, I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, <laughs> and just to clarify, yeah. <laughs> and um, so so we found a local company um, who we started working with, and then about a year ago we actually invested in the equipment ourselves um, to be able to produce some of the smaller products like the coffee mugs and um, the socks and um, luggage tags, that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, that's kind of how that process started. Um, I'm really grateful that I had some um, really cool people to talk to about uh, just just you know friends who had kind of done this this thing before and had some experience with you know starting a business and i had some really great mentors i still have really amazing mentors who helped me uh who kind of helped me help me get started and uh it's been amazing because it's been an incredible learning experience uh retail is not an easy business to get into um, especially you know not custom retail um Because the fact that everything is custom, it's, it makes everything super special, but it also just comp, it makes things busy and complicated and it just adds another variable to it. But it's an absolute blast. And, uh, the coolest thing for me is like when I'm talking to people who, you know, have seen our stuff or who have bought our stuff because it is custom, people can get a shirt or a coffee mug with the airport that they first soloed at Yeah. or, Where they had an engine out landing, and they can tell that story. You know, it's just it it gives you know it's a conversation starter, and that's what aviation's all about—is you know just sharing your passion, talking with people, learning from you know different experiences, good and bad. And that's what I love about it—is it's kind of turned into that. And I'm really excited to see and and to really implement the plans for the future of turning it into more of an inspirational company. Um, For me and this is kind of leading off into a separate part of the conversation, but um, for me, I'm a kid who, like I said, I don't come from an aviation family and looking at the numbers, looking at all the people uh, who are in the industry, it can, it can be scary and it can be kind of intimidating and kind of like, Oh, well I I don't know if I can do this. But so, so the goal for me is I came up with a way to do it. I want to be able to show other kids and other students around the country and Hopefully, around the world someday, that it is possible. And you know, I'm not saying you have to start a company, but go to your airport network, yeah. meet people, write scholarship essays. There are so many aviation scholarships that are out there that Absolutely. are super small and don't you know don't get very many applications. So you know, do your research, make it happen, and believe me, it will be well worth it. So that's that's kind of the goal that we're um, that I'm hoping to over the next few years because I'll be starting college uh, next year. Um, so. As I continue to pay for my flight training and and, and ultimately college, the plan is to be able to uh, kind of pay it forward a little bit.
0: Yeah. Now, obviously when you start a business, it doesn't get to the, the spot where you're at right now, where it's a successful business and something that you can right. actually like make some money off of and Very much it's so, a good yeah. investment. Talk a little bit about the struggle of it. Talk about, about the grind. Cause I feel like a lot of yeah. people, especially Instagram or even a podcast, like we focus on all the good stuff we focus on. Hey man, I started chart at all. It's the greatest company I'm paying for all of my, my flight time and all this <laughs> stuff. But like <laughs> right, talk about right. the
1: bad days, talk about what that was yeah. like getting it started. It's a lot, and there's a lot that goes into it that people just simply don't know. And in terms of, you know, especially around our busy season uh, with, you know, Christmas comes and, you know, being in Sporty's Pilot Shop, uh, that's just adding to the amount of orders that we're getting, which is a wonderful thing, but it's stressful. And when I say it's a family company, I mean it's a family company. It is me, my dad, and uh, my mom. And uh, we do have a couple of people who come in and help us out during the holidays, but that's it. Um, It is, you know... And and that's what I love about it, um so we are working all day all, all almost all day when I'm not in school on it, um really grinding it out like you said um and it there there are points where it gets really difficult and really hard um kind of like with anything, but I always like to think of the end goal, and I always like to think of why I'm doing it, what I'm doing it for, and what I will be doing it for in the future. And that's what you know keeps me going, keeps me motivated because, like I said, when I started it, i I thought that it had a lot of potential, and we're at a point now where we, we've kind of reached the level that I always envisioned it to be, but never really thought it could get there. and now I'm envisioning so much more for it. and that's kind of the the new motivation is is to get to that next point and then just continue building off of that. Um, so, you know, it is hard, it is difficult for me. You know, I stay very busy because I am a full-time high school student. I'm in the IB program at Deland High School in Florida, Um, the International Baccalaureate Program. It's similar to AP, um college, college prep, very difficult, rigorous college level classes. So I'm, I'm in school all day. I come home. I do whatever homework I have to do. And then I uh, work on whatever charted all business has to be done. Sometimes it's production. Sometimes it is, uh, just, you know, marketing emails, responding to people, social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a lot, but it's, I love it. I, I love being able to do it. I love the uh, getting to connect with people, uh, connect with aviators from around the country. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a blast. You know, I, I absolutely love it.
0: So it's fair to, it's fair to say that you didn't have necessarily an average
1: teenager's like life or
0: teenager.
1: I, I up. mean, yeah, that is fair to say, <laughs> that, that is fair to say I, I am. So I just turned 16 back yeah. in June uh i actually i sold it on my 16th birthday oh snap we'll talk about that, that later was, congrats yep thank you thank <laughs> yeah. you um and yeah no i i don't necessarily have a normal teenage life yeah. but you know i think that would be boring if i had a normal absolutely life.
0: but like what were uh, your like, what were your friends like what were your friends like when you go to your friends or who are like dude let's go play like mario kart or something like <laughs> that it's like i just got a new nintendo switch You're like no man like i gotta put in the work i gotta i started my right. own business and stuff what, what were I, your friends so, like
1: Um, I was never really into video games, which I know sounds crazy weird for so many people. I just, I never really was interested in in them. I'd rather go fly on my flight simulator or, Mm. you know, that kind of stuff. And I can really credit that to my parents because they, I'm really grateful that they raised me in an environment to appreciate education and learning and critical thinking and enjoy reading, enjoy, you know, all those kinds of good things. Um, and that's kind of the environment that I was raised in, believe it or not, I didn't really actually start watching television series until I was like 11, I think is when I first watched my first television series. Uh, I watched movies, but I never really, I, I just, and I never was really interested in it. So, um, the time that I spent doing that, I spent reading, you know, Eventually starting chart it all flying, learning about aviation. You know, I did a lot of I did the Sporties ground school course. I, you know, did learned as much as I could. Um, I found I was very grateful that and and this is something that uh, you know, if any student pilots are listening to this, it's amazing the amount of free resources you can find online yeah, on YouTube, is. on you know, AOPA has fantastic resources. So even though flight training is, yeah, expensive, fuel, yes, very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um when, especially when you're young and you really can't do anything yet because yeah. of your age, um, definitely like find what resources are out there because there are a lot. And that's kind of what I did. Um, kind of, kind of now as all has grown and as I've continued flying, it's, it's not something that I really bring up with my friends unless they ask me about it, you know. It's like it's what I do. It's my work. It's my job. It's, it's just a known thing. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, if if people ask me about it, I'll be happy to talk to them about it, but I don't really I don't really bring it up. I'm just at the same time doing all this, I'm also just trying to be a normal kid in some ways you know
0: do all your friends get chartered all gifts for their birthday and christmas
1: <laughs> yeah we friends and family definitely get a lot of chartered all yeah. sweat that is for
0: sure that's really funny <laughs> that's cool so the original yeah. goal was to pay for your flight training and yes. i'm guessing it's i don't know what your goals are past that you kind of mentioned what you want but what's kind of your overall goal for chart at all like is it going to be yeah. more than a sectional i know you kind of briefly touched on that a little bit but like kind of yeah. talk about yeah. your
1: overall goal Absolutely, so the goal to start off was to pay for flight training and ultimately college. Um, for, I'm very grateful that between chart all and several scholarships I have, um, flight training is is good, and now I'm working on college um, since I'll be starting college next year. Amazing. Um, the plan is keep Charter all the company that it is, but let it also become a source of inspiration and resource for other students, other kids, who have some very similar background who i who uh, that I do, which I know that there are a lot of them out there um and ultimately, my ultimate plan some someday down the uh, somewhere down the road is to be able to offer scholarships oh cool uh, the whole idea behind Char it all was to help fund my flight training. Once I'm done with that, I'm not going to stop. I want to be able <laughs> to pay it forward and help other kids who need that, um, that, that little bit of extra help to get into aviation, something that they are very passionate about, yeah. but just may not have the means to be able to do. Cause I've been in that situation. I get how that works. And, um, I know how, how, you know, kind of disappointing that is, but also how if you're really passionate for something and you, and you really want it, which I know so many kids are. Um, you can make it happen. So, so that's the plan um, is to ultimately be able to offer scholarships and educational resources. And kind of that's my long term plan as well is to be able that's to, awesome. um, to help out in any way that I can to pay it forward. Cause I have had a lot of aviators, um, flight instructors, mentors who have been beyond generous to me. I mean, in ways that I can't even describe. And that's something that I love about the aviation community. And that's something that I can hardly wait to be able to do. In a couple of years, you know, eventually somewhere down the road, I'll b- be able to buy an airplane and be able to, you know, give young Eagles flights and just, you know, mentor other kids. That is, you know, that is the ultimate goal. That is something that I can hardly wait to start doing. I wish I could do it now. Uh, you know, I wish I could hurry up and, and get my CFI now and start. Yeah, doing, hurry up, dude. You know, what are you doing, man? I, I know. You're already know, 16. You're well, you're so
0: far well know, behind. You I haven't know. started your own company. Like, what are you doing? Darn are age restrictions, <laughs> you know?
1: Um, but so, so yeah, that, that, that is the ultimate goal. Um, in terms of, you know, career and education, um, apart from chart at all, I plan to major in aerospace engineering um, as, as much as I love, you know, the business side of things. I also love how things work and the science behind how airplanes fly and, you know, just everything like that in general uh so the plan is to to major in that uh quite possibly uh end up this is where it gets a little bit gray quite possibly end up with a career in the airlines for a little while just because the industry is so is doing so well right now Mm -hmm. and it's an amazing opportunity to be able to travel and uh fly some really cool airplanes and it gives you the ability
0: to kind of have a side hustle too like it's very it can be very flexible with your company that you have already so why not get free flight benefits, cool. Let's go to Italy tomorrow. Right? All right, exactly. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. um,
1: so, so that is the plan to do that for a little while, and then ultimately retire early from that and uh, work either in the aerospace engineering industry, but I would primarily like to work in on the education side of it. Um, work at a university, be able to uh, teach and just kind of uh, do all that kind of fun stuff because that's what I love doing. I love being able to teach and share awesome, my man. passion with other people who have that same passion. So that's, that's kind really of cool. like the ultimate goal.
0: Yeah, most people don't really understand the importance of giving back until they get a little older in life. Like I didn't really understand it until I was probably in my 20s, like kind of twenty, twenty three. Like, 23. I mean, I kind of knew about giving back but like how important it was to to give back when so much has been given to me and aviation is is an industry where it's pretty much all hands on deck like people help each other all the time it's kind of like exactly. you can feel exactly. comfortable i feel comfortable asking anyone any question for any help for any favor in the aviation industry that i know of and i know for certain that as long as it's not the craziest thing in the world, they would probably be like, yeah, man, sure, I'd love to help. I'd love to offer help. I'd love to help you get hired here. I'd love to help you build your time. I'd love to help teach you how to do holds. Like, it's just one of those industries where everyone wants to see people succeed. I'm sure there's some oh, people that sure. don't, but it is also very important to remember that someone helped you. So when you have the opportunity, right. when you have the means, when you have... Whatever it is, go ahead and try to give back, whether you have a plane, do a young Eagle flights, whether you've started your own company, you know maybe offer a scholarship, maybe do YouTube videos of your CFI. and Just get right. bigger reach, do more than just your students, do more than just kind of the bare minimum and help people out. I think that's very important, and it's one of the great things about the aviation industry.
1: Oh for sure I, and I couldn't have said it any better. I mean that is something that, as I've become more involved in the industry and I've met a lot of um, a lot of really amazing people, that is something that I have grown to just absolutely love about it, is how amazing everyone is and how generous everyone is. Yeah. And like I said, I can hardly wait to get to a point where someday I can be able to do that for uh, for others. And I know you mentioned YouTube. That's actually something that I'm working on now. That's kind of like the new project is um, getting a YouTube channel started. Nice. Uh, it is It is up and, and running. I've released a couple of videos and kind of the goal with that is to show that you know, any kid with a passion for aviation can do these kinds of things. You can work hard and you can apply for scholarships and you can fly and, uh, then go on some pretty fun adventures along the way too. So. (laughs) Absolutely. That's cool, man. What's your YouTube channel? So people know where to go and find it. Yeah. It's a youtube.com slash Trevor Simono, my name, uh, and Simino is uh, spelled S I M O N E A U. So it's Simon plus E A U. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, if you would totally uh, go check it out, subscribe, it's uh, it's new, it's just slowly getting up and running. I just have like over a hundred subscribers right I now. Mean, that's a uh, hundred more than I have. I don't even do anything <laughs> on my YouTube channel, so yeah, uh, it's, you're doing great. Yeah. So, so we're getting that up and running. I'm really <laughs> excited to see where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, So yeah, if you go subscribe, check it out. I'd really appreciate that. It does. I know, you know, this editing takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. Uh, so it's, it'd be really awesome if, um, you checked it out and, uh and uh and subscribe and enjoy it
0: well hey let's talk a little bit about you and aviation a little more uh, we think we yeah. talked good enough about chart at all and how successful and how great it is but <laughs> obviously sure. you knew you wanted to be a pilot at a young age and you don't come from an aviation family and you said your first flight was that how old were you for your first flight your demo so my flight? First,
1: yeah my first general aviation flight uh it was on my 10th birthday and my parents surprised me with it it was a young eagles flight and a piper j3 cup what was that what was that feeling like when you got to take off for the first time it was surreal. Um, I got very lucky. It was with the uh, the then Embry-Riddle Professor of the Year, Dr. Um, no <laughs> <deal>. Matt Anderson, <laughs> who, uh, yeah, no, he's just, you know, no big deal, um, which was amazing. He, uh, We got to talking a lot before, and he, he really, you know, I think kind of liked me a little bit. So he let me uh, fly around a lot, and he actually let me land the airplane with his guidance, which was amazing. Um, because at that point, I had done a lot of, like, a lot of background research and like flying uh, on flying, you know, the flight controls and aerodynamics and that kind of just that basic stuff. Um, but everything about that flight, I still remember it so vividly because it is kind of what sealed the deal. Before that, I always knew that it was something that I wanted to get into, something that really interested me. But after that, I was hooked and it changed my life to say because without that, I never would have, you know, really, I don't, I don't know if I would have been able to. Have had been motivated enough to get into aviation and, yeah. and start chart at all and get to where I'm at now. Um, so that was, it was amazing. There's nothing quite like your first flight and everything about it from, you know, startup to engine shutdown was incredible. So obviously you're 10
0: years old. There's not much you can do after nope. this to, to, <laughs> to continue this career and continue this journey. Outside yep. of, I know okay. you talked about how you use flight simulator, but outside of flight simulator, how did you stay on track? How did you stay motivated? How did you kind of prepare for, you know, when you were able to be of age to start flying more or even too solo? How did you prepare yourself for that? Right. So
1: like you said, you can't really do much at 11. So I did what I could. I did the Sporty's online ground school course through EAA Young Eagles. And I just learned everything that I could. I went on more Young Eagles flights. And then when I was 12, I learned about gliders and how you can actually solo a glider at 14 instead of 16. Okay. And I, I talked to a couple of people about it, and I was really intrigued because so many people um explained to me how when you're learning to fly gliders is amazing because it gives you those fundamental stick and rudder skills that you really need to transition into single-engine powered aircraft. So it makes not necessarily the flight training process any easier, but it makes it more familiar. You mm-hmm. already have the basic stick and rudder skills. Now you just have to learn how to manage airspeed and how that plays a role in it. So I applied for a glider flight training scholarship, and I was really grateful uh, and fortunate to win it. And I did my glider flight training, and I soloed um, a Schweitzer 233, if anyone uh, flies gliders out there. Um <laughs> No idea, but yeah, a, that's cool. Yeah, it, It's a classic <laughs> trainer. It's a Great little glider, um, and it's very forgiving for the That's record. Good. That's um, good for a fourteen-year-old, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and and I sold it when I was fourteen, and that was surreal. Um, it was, it was. You know, there's nothing quite like your first solo, and yeah. I'm I'm really lucky that I got to do it a couple years earlier uh, in the gliders, and that really was the motivation to me. Okay, yeah, now I've got to go and and start flying. You know, single-engine airplanes, but I still fly gliders. Um, I absolutely love. I love it because it kind of allows you to get back to the basics. And the other thing I love about flying gliders, and if you ever get the chance to fly one, I would highly recommend it. It's so it's quiet. Mm -hmm. It is so peaceful and quiet when you're flying. So you have no engine. It's just you, mother nature, and you know you're. It's there's no feeling quite like being released from the tow plane at two thousand feet and then climbing all the way up to forty five hundred feet with no engine. Yeah, it's crazy. Just riding thermals. It's crazy. And I mean, it's something that you hear about, but but when you get the chance to do it. It is just it is it's overwhelming and it's amazing and it just it's incredible there's nothing quite like it um so i so I did the gliders and then I applied for more scholarships and I found an amazing c f i and i uh he um my my flight instructor has been by far the most amazing mentor and friend that I could have asked for, and he has really helped me out on so many levels. Of flight training yeah. and just and just everything in aviation. So um, we started flying. I started flying with him when I was fourteen, actually. Um, and then I just worked and worked at it, worked at it, and then I was ready to solo. And uh, when my sixteenth birthday came, I uh, I did it. And that was that that was actually a day because going back to my first Young Eagles flight on my tenth birthday, one of the things that they they told me there was. Oh, so six years from now, when you turn 16, you can solo an airplane. You're like done and, doing it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, done. Yeah. You know, challenge uh, accepted. Uh, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. And uh, I actually had this insane feeling after after the solo was complete and I landed and I was taxiing back. I I stopped. I just passed the um, the whole shoreline and I cleaned up the airplane. And I just I thought back to to my first flight and I was like, Whoa, that was only six years ago. Yeah. It's crazy how fast time flies it, and um it it's you know it i it's crazy and they're really i'm I'm struggling with finding words to describe it because <laughs> that's cool, for solo and, and and it is very different than the glider um yeah. it was in terms of preparation for me uh, with preparing to fly solo um it was a little bit different because I had done it before in some form, so I didn't really have have the nervous. The nervousness behind being solo for the first time, I had more of the nervous, uh, more, more of the thoughts about, okay, well, weather and, you know, traffic and, you know, it's, I'm flying at a busy airport and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like more like just general pilot things that you're thinking about before a flight. Yeah. Um, and, but as soon as, soon as I, I took off on the first touch and go, I just I, I rotated and I turned um, and into the downwind leg, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much fun! <laughs> I'm doing this it! This is so much fun! <laughs> it's amazing!" Um, and you know, they say that there's something like your first solo, and it is true. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was a surreal experience. It was it was really. Just absolutely amazing.
0: What? Uh, so you mentioned all these scholarships that you applied for. You're 14, yeah. applying for scholarships. I'm sure a lot of people could, that could be listening to this episode or the podcast or whatever are the same age and or maybe right. just want to find a scholarship in general. What did you do? How did you find these scholarships? What scholarships did you win? Where did you apply? Kind of talk a yeah. little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. So um, I started off by, actually, I, I was talking to someone one day um, at Summon Fun, actually. And they were, we were having this discussion about aviation scholarships. And one of the things that he told me, um, was that there are hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarship money that goes unused because people simply don't apply for it. And that really got me thinking like, whoa, okay. I'm gonna go try to find that money. Um yeah, if there's and, free and money. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. It's free money. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, so, um, I just did a lot of research. I, I you know, I, I looked up. Scholarships, aviation scholarships, kind of small ones. I talked to people about ones that they had won or that they had heard of that kind of stuff, and I um, ended up winning uh, for my glider flight training um, from our local flying club, the Eagle Flight um, Eagle Eagle uh, Sport Aviation, uh, local to my hometown. And um, they, I was the only one who applied at the time, and um, they they really liked my essay and everything, so it was like, okay, cool, awesome. Um, and then I continued applying for scholarships. The scholarship that I won for my private pilot training was the Arthur Godfrey Aviation Foundation Scholarship, probably one that you've never heard of. Nope, um, never. <laughs> exactly, and that's just it. And that uh, that was the scholarship that covered my flight training. So it you have to work, you you have to do some research, you have to kind of spend a little bit of extra time, put in a little bit more effort than just applying for the AOPA one, but it's worth it. It's really worth it.
0: What else? So obviously you're, uh, you're 16. What are some of the struggles you've had with, uh, with training? And I don't know, you obviously, I don't know if you have your license, but before that you didn't have your license so you couldn't drive. Yeah. So you had to count on your parents driving you there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't drive. I, I may still not have my license. Um, but I fly airplanes, you know? Yeah. Who needs a license? Um, <laughs> yeah so that is definitely a struggle. Uh, like I said, though, my parents are very supportive. So they have, uh, really worked hard to make Schedules correspond, uh, but I, I'd say that is definitely one of the challenging parts of learning to fly at a young age is making schedules match up. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, though, I have a great CFI and uh, and amazing parents, so we uh, we got it all worked out. Um, one of the things is that you know I I had to be responsible responsible on my end for you know. Making sure it got on the calendar and that everything was planned out, and then rescheduling when you had to deal with weather, right. that kind of stuff. So that was definitely a challenge, and I think it it definitely as I was getting closer to my solo and, and you know getting busier and and everything, I was getting towards the end of the school year. So balancing schoolwork and um, and flying did get a little bit of heart. It like it, it can be challenging, um, but it's so worth it to me. School comes first. Um, you know that that is. It is is my number one priority. So um I make sure that I get all of that done, that I need everything I need to get done for school finished. And then um flying's my and the flying comes right after that. And that's, you know, it's like I said, I stay really busy. I don't, you know, mess around. I have a lot of work to do um in a really short period of time, but it's all worth it. And yeah. it's it like I said, like like we kinda of talked about earlier. It, it, I don't have a normal teenage life, so to speak. <laughs> But no. I wouldn't ask for anything different, because cool. uh, fortunately, because of the work that I've done and uh, the people who I've you know been able to, to meet and talk with, um, and, and the flying experience that I have been able to uh, obtain, I've gotten to do some really amazing things, and um, I'm really grateful for some of the opportunities that I've had. And it's all because, you know, you, you, I worked really hard for it. And that's, that's definitely my, my best advice. All right, not really my best advice, but but my best thought that I kind of want to kind of want to leave with with student pilots, especially young student pilots. You never know what what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to run into at the airport or, you know, what opportunity could come about just starting and talking with someone. Aviation's a really small community. Uh a lot of people know a lot of other people and uh you never know what opportunities are going to come out of just going to your FBO and before your flight lesson just start talking to someone. Yeah. Um, it's great to just practice people skills too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you may make a really great friend and uh, you may also find the next scholarship that's going to help cover your yeah. flight training. So uh, you just, you never know.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I was, just a little story about that is I was doing an aerial survey to build my time and I was flying the 310. We we're taking some pictures over Kentucky. And for some reason, we just... Decided to land at this one airport. Like we could choose wherever we wanted to land. So we go to land. It was one of the best landings I've had in that plane in a long time. And we go taxi mm-hmm. up, and all of a sudden someone comes up. He's like, "Hey, do you mind if my kid looks at the plane?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Come on out." it's like, "Cool. Oh, hey, here's my card. I'm the chief pilot at SkyWest, and from like Colorado." It's like, "Why? What are you doing here?" There you go. <laughs> it's like, "Why are you at this <laughs> random FBO here?" So it's like <laughs> I made that contact because I just happened to land here, and I someone wanted to talk to me, and we just had a little conversation. And then he's like, yeah. "Hey, whenever you want to apply, come on apply now." I didn't go the regional route, but it was still, that could happen. You never know where you're going to exactly. be. And I always, I used to always say this. I'm just, I don't think I've said this in a while, but it's important to be your own CEO. It's important to treat yourself like a business. I mean, this is your career. Right. This is no one really cares if you make it or not, except for yourself. Like there's no excuse of the fact that you don't go ahead and do it and you haven't put in the work for it. So go ahead and do it. You know, put the best version of yourself on every single time, every time you go to the airport and always strive to, to, to introduce yourself to someone or to do better or to do something cool that makes you look and make someone look at you in a very, I don't know, admirable situation or just they want you and want to be around you. That will go a long, long
1: way. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And to any kid listening right now uh, who's thinking about aviation or flying, especially if you're thinking about a career at the airlines, don't be stupid when you're driving. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um, yeah. I've heard stories. I've talked to several airline recruiters. Just be smart. And I know it sounds very stereotypical and basic, but seriously, because it can cost you your career. Yeah. I just went and before, you know, before I saw I went and got my first class medical. And I mean, if you lose that for whatever reason, um, when, and you can lose that if you don't Uh, Even if you don't have a medical problem, if you you mess up and you do something, you can lose your medical and that's your career. I totally agree. I think it's definitely something that's important and to to be sure you're aware of
0: because, you know, things can get out of hand pretty fast. And you kind of have to look at the bigger picture, as you said earlier, and just kind of have an idea of what this is going to do for you
1: later in life. And this is going to hurt you. Then why do it? You know, and it may seem silly at first. 14 or 15 to start acting like a professional and, and you know, really like a a business person, so to speak, but it's not, and you're going to impress people. You're going to, uh, people are going to be like, Whoa, you're, you're 15. What? And, um, and it's gonna, it's gonna do some really good things for you. So start practicing that now because that's, those are the kinds of skills that you're going to need for the rest of your life, especially in the aviation industry. Um, so yeah. Definitely don't. There's never too early to start. I started when I was 10 years old. (laughs) Still blows
0: my mind. It's crazy. I mean, good for you. It's obviously paying off now, but so you you. are training right now, right? So you're still in the middle of your training. When are you hoping to take your, your check ride?
1: My seventeenth birthday. Nice. If all goes <laughs> uh, so yeah. well, seventeenth birthday If all check goes right. well, weather, everything, everything's you know uh, good to go. Hope that's the plan. I'm finishing up all the private pilot stuff now. I'm actually getting ready to start to start my solo across countries in a couple of weeks. I'll be doing a lot of those because I have a year. Uh, but the plan is to actually in January start my. I'm going to start instrument training. Oh, cool! And uh, kind of start doing that kind of flying i i've been very fortunate to go on some some flights with friends uh in instrument conditions you know you know, um, pilots who you know some friends who <laughs> have their, rated, their yeah. <laughs> the rating, who, to clarify who yeah. have their instrument rating gotta and, uh, i've done some instrument flying and it is so much fun it yeah, is it's cool i mean it, it's there's nothing quite like it so um i'm really excited to start doing that and That'll be that'll be in January, and the plan is to do my instrument check ride about a week or so, a couple weeks after my private pilot check ride. And um, there's another reason as to why I'm doing it like that, which I'll share with you off the record at the end. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Look forward to having uh, secrets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Not <laughs> super secret, yeah. but uh, it's some. It's it. Th- th- there's a big, exciting reason for yeah, it. Anyway, cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's really cool. Uh, how many hours do you have right now? Right now, I've got about forty-four logged with my CFI, but countless other hours logged—or uh, not logged, but just uh, flying with friends. Um, you know, I have—I wash airplanes in exchange for flight time, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. But now, obviously, I can't log any of that. Uh, but like total with everything, I'd say probably just or just probably around a hundred nice. total if I were logging all of that stuff. So, How much are you hoping um, to have by the time you take your checkride? Uh, I don't know if you have that plan or not. I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I've actually thought of a number. Um, yeah. I'd say with the amount of flying I'll probably be doing in the next year, it'll probably be close to 80 or 90 um, just because of the whole age thing and the amount of flying I'll be doing. Yeah, um, got a little bit of ways to go. I've got, I've got some time, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm not just going to, you know, not fly until next June, you know, right. I, I'm not going to do that. So, um, So, yeah, probably somewhere around there. What do
0: you, uh, what's the one thing, obviously a check ride can be pretty nerve wracking and taking it yeah. on your 17th birthday is pretty cool. And it's kind of a timeline. Yeah. Like I'm sure if things start don't, don't going right, you can find yourself rushing. What are you doing to prepare yourself for the check ride? Do you have study materials picked out already? Are you going to use like Shepherd air for the written? Or are you going to, what are you going to use right. for, for your
1: oral, for the test, for all the study prep? So I've been using, uh, the sporties course, yeah. uh, for the written prep. Um, I'm getting ready to take the written in a couple of weeks. So, um, I'm really getting, you know, fully, fully prepared for that and doing a lot of studying with that. Uh, in terms of the oral, um, my, I have a, another CFI friend who's a ground instructor who's really been mentoring me with, um, with that kind of stuff. And we're going to start doing mock orals and stuff like that, um, in the near future and uh, then obviously mock check rides as well. I'm probably, I'm, I'm familiar with Shepard Air. I've been told that they are definitely very, um, very useful in terms mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. So they're I very useful will, in passing your test. <laughs> I probably will investigate that, uh, that area a little bit. Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm, I, I, there is a little bit of, you know, small part of me that is a little bit nervous about the check ride. Cause I mean, obviously it's a test, it's an exam. Yeah. Um, you're obviously going to have a little bit of, of nerve, some, some nerves going on there but the way that my instructor has explained it to me is you're just going out and doing what you love doing it's another day another flight in this case it's across country and you know my instructor is really good about making sure like right before, like before I solo to it's like you're not going if I don't think you're ready yeah and that is you know hope, hopefully true for all instructors and um I think you know because I do have a lot of time I do have more than enough time to really be prepared, and and you know I I love talking about aviation, I love talking about flying and talking <laughs> about airplanes. So yeah. uh, you know I if you couldn't tell, <laughs> yeah, no way. So I know, right? Yeah. Weird. Uh, but so I'm not. I like having conversations with people. I'm very yeah. much a people first. So I, there's a part of me that's actually looking forward to the oral. Um, cool. So so we'll we'll just see. we'll see. I've got I've got time to really prepare, and I'm definitely starting that prep shortly um
0: so yeah yeah i think mock check rides and mock orals really help especially if you can find a different person to ask you the question someone that you're not comfortable with someone that doesn't know the things you already know right, because right. when you go with a new person that's kind of the fear of you know you don't know them how are they going to act how are they socially exactly. what are they going to ask me exactly you when you're when you do that with someone you know very well they kind of have a feeling of what you know so if you don't explain anything perfectly then they they're like, oh, well, I know you know it. You just didn't explain it right that one right, time. But when right. you get someone else that doesn't know what you know, if you don't explain it perfectly, they might ask you a question to throw you off. And you might be like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. My last instructor would always like agree and ask questions to help me get it. So maybe he's right. And you kind of go on a bad tangent. So yeah. I think it's really important to pair yourself with something you don't know. And even on a flight and just go up and prove to them that you can do it. Because a lot of, it's just the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. And it's something that I think could really help a lot of people out. Absolutely, absolutely. Perfect. Well, now I have a rapid fire section for you if you're ready for it. It's just a bunch of random aviation questions that you have to say the first
1: thing that comes to your mind. Oh, goodness, okay. You ready? Let's, okay, I, I, I guess so. We'll yeah. see how
0: this goes. The quickest and <laughs> fastest answer. I know you like to talk about aviation, so you got to keep it okay, quick. Okay, yeah, I, I may <laughs> regret saying that now. No, yeah. I'm, no I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, cool. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. This is, I'll keep it easy. What is the very first product you ever put a chart on or a section on? Shirt. Chart. Shirt. What is your favorite product to put a a sectional on? Ooh, probably coffee mugs. What's your least favorite product? What's one you get the order and you're like, no?
1: Oh, because it's complicated. Honestly, probably the yoga pants. They're amazing, but they're super complicated on our end. Uh, The product is totally worth it and amazing. Uh, But yeah, they and and actually, I'd say something more difficult than that is when someone picks an airport that is right in between two sectionals, Mm -hmm. like Miami and Jacksonville or something and you have to stitch them together because oh, they don't no. match up. If you line <laughs> up the Miami and Jacksonville sectional chart or whatever, they don't match up. So you have to like go and Photoshop and stitch them together. That's probably the, 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 the hardest part. <laughs> What's the uh, number one most requested
0: airspace or airport to use? If there is one.
1: I, there really isn't one, because a lot of people request their, their home airports, yeah. uh, like, like just random ones in the middle of nowhere that, that they live at. I'd say if I had to pick one overall, probably Chicago. Chicago, New York. Go Chicago, let's go. Quite possibly Oshkosh, too. <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of people who want Oshkosh. It's just like an Oshkosh souvenir or something like that.
0: What would be the craziest thing you could ever imagine putting a sectional on that you would want to?
1: An airplane. <laughs> You're gonna buy an airplane and put a chart on it? So so that's actually part of the, the long term goal plan awesome. with Char- uh, with chart it all is to eventually buy an airplane. Uh, you know, someday. And um, chart it. And and <laughs> yeah, wrap it in an aeronautical chart. How yeah, cool would that be? Bring be really it to clients cool. and like you know, it'd be the thing. I, I think it I think it would be pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it'd definitely <laughs> be
0: good for brand awareness. People would know who owns right, that plane. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. just don't do anything stupid in the plane because everyone will know who it is.
1: That's true. Uh, for the record, though, all of our products, including this airplane, well, the outside of it, are not for navigational purposes. Do you have to so, say that legally? So yes, we actually do. It's 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 a comedic part of the company, but yeah. it is actually a legal thing, too, because just in case some crazy person decided to go flying, their iPad dies, and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to look at my shirt. And yeah. then they crash, and they decide to sue us. You know, You never know. You're so coming. it is actually a legal thing, and it's yeah. pretty funny, too, but yeah. <laughs> it is. What's your favorite airplane you've ever flown? Hyper J three Cub, the first airplane I have flown. What's your dream
0: airplane? One that you could buy. Let's say like a a small general aviation
1: piston yeah. plane. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> um if you don't have one? It's all good. no, I I do. I'm just trying to decide which one to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get criticism either way. Yeah, you will. Uh, probably a Beechcraft Baron. Okay, a Baron fifty eight. Yeah yeah cool
0: what is let's say what is the ugliest airplane you have ever seen
1: oh geez probably it's it's a cool airplane but the super dreamliner it's not exactly the most appealing looking airplane (laughs) but it's it's pretty cool it's like it's amazing but it's got kind of like a hump to it like eh.
0: what is your favorite airline livery american american i like that one too what is your least favorite airline livery Spirit era. (laughs) Hey, come on, man.
1: What's wrong with the yellow school bus? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, I I call them bananas. My mom and I have a joke, actually, whenever we see them, we're like, oh, it's a banana. It's a banana. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny.
0: What is your favorite time to go fly? Early morning, mid-afternoon? I know you live in Florida, so pop up thunderstorms are a thing. So I'm guessing either early morning or late at
1: night, if you have the opportunity to. My favorite time is, yeah, just after the thunderstorms pass, um, right before sunset, that's my favorite time to go flying because the winds are normally super calm and it's just beautiful and you can normally watch a really great sunset too from the air which that is my favorite thing to do just to just watch sunrise or sunset from the air what's your favorite airport you've ever landed at cedar key it's a super short runway it's the shortest paved runway in florida um that's definitely probably like the the coolest airport that i've landed at um Another cool one, though, and I'll just throw this out there if you're ever flying in Florida. There's another airport called River Ranch. Uh, 2 Romeo Romeo is the identifier. It's this private airport that's part of this this ranch resort, and it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but this place has everything from camping to luxury hotels to awesome. tennis courts, all sorts of stuff. And they have an airport, and you can go and you can land. It's privately owned, but you can go and land. And uh, you're in the middle of nowhere, and they have the golf cart that comes and picks you up and can drive you around like the little plantation area. It's pretty fun. That's cool. Um, yeah do you have a least favorite airport you've ever gone to? Like
0: one, maybe it was a bad experience or the winds are really, really crazy. You had a bad landing there when it like
1: sticks out in your mind. There. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't offend anyone. If anyone is from the Florida area that knows this airport and, and likes going there, uh, the Deland airport, KDED, Okay. Uh, Reason being, it's just, it's super busy and there's yeah. a lot of training that go, that goes on there. There's skydiving too, so it just, it can get really busy and complicated really fast. So I don't, I don't love flying into the, into that airport.
0: Who's uh, an aviation type person who you really look up to?
1: Oh, that's hard because there are some who are like, like older, older, uh, you know, former Deceased pilots, yeah. No, it could be. Um, let's like, do like, Let's do like an older, kind of, kind of younger. Yeah. Let's do well. like a. Yeah. Let's do one of each. If you have one, if yeah. not, you can just name one. Chuck Yeager, okay. for sure. Uh, everything about um, what he did and just everything about him, um, I really admire. Um, as well as, um, like modern times, um, a lot of listeners probably know him, but Josh Flowers um, from Aviation One Hundred and One. Yeah. He actually, when I was, when I was one of the things I did when I was first getting into aviation was I watched YouTube videos and I came across his videos and at Sun and Fun, the year that I actually debuted Turtle Island, I went and I met him and we've become really good friends now, but, um, he's definitely someone who I really looked up to when I was little cause he was a kid at the time when he was just getting <laughs> his YouTube channel started. And I was seeing another kid just a couple years older than I was doing what I wanted to be doing. Yeah, so seeing that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, definitely like more of a modern, uh, uh, inspiration for me. Cool. Yeah. Josh is a good guy. I met him for the first time at Oshkosh.
0: So I'm trying to get yeah. him on the podcast. So I need your help to, yeah. to message him when you get off. Be like, I'll, hey, I'll,
1: man. I'll, I'll send him a text yeah. and say, hey,
0: you should totally do this pilot to pilot. We've, we've talked. We've agreed on it. It just that hasn't, we haven't gotten any farther than that, yeah. which is partly my yeah. fault. And I kind of get lazy sometimes. But hey, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I didn't you say know. that. Yeah. No, that's off there. Yeah. Well, well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Trevor. It was, it was a lot of fun talking <laughs> to you. It was a lot of fun hearing your story and talking about chart at all it's it's inspiring man you you inspire me and i can only imagine you're gonna inspire some other 10 year old to give it a shot and try this and go down this route and maybe
1: even come come up with a competing product you never know but still <laughs> yeah, but hey <laughs> <you> never, uh, <laughs> I, that would honestly be like the coolest thing it'd be so fun yeah. um so well thank you so much man it was awesome thanks no for problem. having me on the podcast yeah, it's it been great. a blast
0: i, and, I look forward uh, to releasing it
1: yeah for we'll sure make,
0: we'll uh, we'll debrief a little bit afterwards but like i said thanks cool. for coming on i appreciate it Absolutely. Thanks for
1: having me. It was a blast.
0: And that is a wrap of episode number 77 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast. David Nation, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. Please share this so that you know I want to get Pilot the Pilot in the ears and in the hands of every pilot. Flight student, future pilot, whatever it may be, if they're two years old, get them listening on the Pilot the Pilot podcast and following on Instagram. We all know they have an iPhone way too young, so put it to use and get the Av Geek coming out of them. Aviation, that's enough. I'm gonna go ahead and go. Thank you for listening. Have a great day and happy flying.